As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Taylor. Did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged, and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet! Do patrons get anything in return? Of course! We're not in nothing for something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at two bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice. I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. Helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff and it's another Star Wars show slash Empire Strikes Back. It's actually the last of the Empire Strikes Back shows. Uh, mm-hmm. We're here to discuss Zuckus and I suppose it's fitting that he's the, the Z <laughs> in the alphabet. This is the last figure of the Empire Strikes Back line with starting Next month, we'll be on to Return of the Jedi. And lest you think that we're going to run out of material, I did the math. We've got almost four years' worth of these shows left in the tank, folks. So we're not going anywhere anytime soon, whether you want us to or not. Right. But before we get into all of that, we would like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters, including Oliver Sanders, Wade Burton, Christopher Sheets, Pamela Johnston, Sean Daniels, Sean Herbert, Laird Henderson, Jared Hart, Joshua A. Taylor. And Mr. Matt Moore. Thank you so much for all of your support. We literally could not do this without you. Thank you. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that he was the, the Z of the the Empire Strikes Back toys, but he's not a snooze fest. No, not at all. Not at all. And we're going to talk about that. And we are talking about 
Zuckus, not Forlom, although this is a character who actually should be named Forlom. If you recall back when we did the Forlom episode, uh, we, we made the decision that we're going to go with what Kenner called them. So this is the droid bounty hunter, who is actually Forlom's partner, uh, that we are talking about. Right. Zuckus- how, do you feel, how do you feel about that vinyl cape on him, though? Taylor. <laughs> Just checking to make sure you're paying attention. Yeah. So <laughs> Zuckus came out in 1982. He first appeared on the Empire Strikes Back card. He was also released on the Return of the Jedi card. And mm-hmm. uh, came with the Zuckus rifle, the, uh, the appropriately named Zuckus rifle. And uh, this, uh, there are no really major variations on this guy. So, uh, Taylor, did you have one of these when you were a kid? I did, and I still do. I have the same exact one I had as a kid. Nice, and it still and, got all of its appendages and everything? Well. <laughs> oh, boy. Funny story. <laughs> so, my Zuckus actually got, I dropped him in my dog's food bowl Uh-oh. while he was eating. And on, he, on purpose, or I just don't to see know. what would happen? I don't know. I was a kid. And my dog chewed him. And so my Zuckus actually has battle damage all over it. And it, he looks really cool. Like he, he's he got like a, a damaged spot on the back of his head. He's got some damage, like bite marks on his chest, one on his back. And I mean, it looks intentional. But mine has like like battle damage on it. Nice. And I've, I've loved like ever since that happened and I, I had this guy, I loved it. So I've, I've kept him just like that. Never tried to replace them. Never tried, never tried to fix them or anything. I just kept them just like that. And I had the rifle as well. So I got the rifle too, even. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, yeah, and he's he's got very loose arms, so I played with him a lot. Obviously. Yep. Well, he's I, a bad guy. He is. He is. Now, I've, like I said, I, I had one of these. I'm, I'm not sure if Elijah has mine yet or not. Uh, if not, he <laughs> will have him soon. So right. uh, I, I can't keep track of what I've already uh, what I've already bequeathed to him. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's just dive in. Uh, this guy, um, it, it's interesting that he and Forlom got confused because I've always thought the head sculpts were very similar. Now he is a droid, but his head sculpt he's he looks like a fly, or he looks very insectoid, doesn't right. he? Right, right. Because his his eyes even look like look like he's got a thousand little bitty eyes in there, like you would like you would see with a fly. Right, which is which is you know very similar to what we saw with Forlom, like the, a lot of the the same um, uh, sculpt as far as like the exoskeleton kind of like um, eye bridging, and some of the the rim work that we saw is very similar to what we've seen with Forlom. But yeah. more on a robotic end. Exactly. It's I always I always kind of assumed that Forlom had created this guy, but apparently mm-hmm. he did not. Uh, so this is like a he's like a protocol droid gone bad. So let's talk a little bit about that head sculpt. The the figure itself is fairly monochromatic. You got this. Uh, what would you call this dark gray? Like a gunmetal gray? Yeah, gunmetal gray. Okay. So, so it's it's a dark, almost like pewter color. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so his head sculpt is all in that color, and I'm assuming it's that color plastic, and they painted everything else. Now his mm-hmm. eyes are a lighter gray. Uh, they look almost like a like a flat gray. Uh, and uh, then he's got <laughs> he basically looks like Rudolph. He's got a a light <laughs> or a button of some sort where his nose would be that is bright red. 
mm-hmm. and which always amused me because I just I, I call them Rudolph sometimes. And then he's got three notches underneath that, like two things that look like they would be like breathing tubes, and one that's I'm assuming probably a speaker um, right. for for him to be heard uh, when he's when he's speaking. And those are painted uh, a different color gray. The the gray of his eyes is almost like a bluish gray. It's it's the same gray. It just the photo makes it look a little off. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. It, it's, been, it's one of those. If you look are at you it, sure? Blur, yeah. Okay. I don't have yeah, mine in front I, of I was, me, so I'll take your word for it. If you look at them and you blur your eyes a little bit, it looks like two eyes, a red button nose, and a smile. And that's what it's supposed. That's what it's supposed to look like. Because he's again, he's supposed to be a protocol <laughs> droid. Um, the, or go around the back of his head, and there's a there's a little like button looks like on the back of his head, right at the at the, the the top of the the back of his head, and it looks like his head is sitting inside uh, what would be like a, a, a jaw setting or something. It goes all the way around to the back. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty always, interesting, but it, but it's fairly smooth. I always envision this one being kind of like um, you know how C three PO has the the back plating to his head with the little uh data nodule on the end. Yeah. Always viewed this as the same thing except this was where you know Forlon built the insect pieces up onto his head and took over the protocol droid look of his body and and took over like the the head work by adding the insect pieces on. Yeah, I think I think that's probably correct. I'll, I'll it's buy that. Kind of creepy, isn't it? Yeah, no, I dig it though. <laughs> I dig it. Um and so again, you know, it's, it's, it's the head. It's got it's got a, some really cool lines on it. It's not perfectly round. He's got some some cool stuff going on. And mm-hmm. I just I really dig this a lot. Uh, and I like that it's sort of um, it's not necessarily um, what's what I'm looking for. It's not lopsided. What? No, it's a little asymmetrical. It, yeah, it, it, it's not perfectly symmetrical, but it's balanced. You know, like like right. I've talked about with theater before, you don't want symmetry, you want balance. And that's kind of right. what it looks like. It kind of looks like he's seen some better days, which I, yes. I dig. So from there, let's go down to the uh, his his torso. And this is where he looks, to me, almost looks more like the, uh, the droid in Metropolis, the robot in Metropolis that C-3PO is based on. Than C three PO does even because he's got a lot of a lot smoother lines here. A little bit, yeah. Which is I interesting. It's interesting to me because you'd think with this being uh, later in the line that Kenner would be a little more intricate with it, but I think they saved the intricacies for the arms and the legs, and we'll talk about those. But up to this point, it's still you can kind of see that he and three C three PO are sort of cut from the same cloth, for lack of a better right. term. Now he's got. Is this supposed to be plating going down his chest to allow for him to like bend over or something? Because he's got two plates. They, they, they're, there's two sets of plates, two on each side, so we get a total of four plates. They meet in the middle, but they sort of look like football pads because there's one on top of the other. Yes, and I always assumed that that was like a um, like an articulation plating, but it reminds me not necessarily of football pads. It reminds me more of um, of uh, armor plating on a bug. Yeah, okay. Which would go through, you know, with his insectoid mm-hmm. feature on his face. So, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's almost tying the design of, like, the the insectoid look of the body, or at least the top of the body, into yeah. the head. 
No, yeah, it's to very good kind point. of continue with that design. Mm-hmm. Very good point. And then again, it's smooth and going down from there. The rest of his torso is one one large piece that's smooth that's go that goes down and it's got a. It looks like a uh, like a Mercedes Benz logo or something. He's got one, two, right. three, three concentric circles, one inside the other, and then and then a logo in the middle. It really does look like an automotive logo, um, but it's all all <laughs> the same same gunmetal gray, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what did you call it? Um, pewter. Pewter. Mm-hmm. And that from there, let's before we get to the bottom of that, let's go around and talk about the upper portion of his back. Um, it's very smooth. He's got what looks to be what would be like a backpack, but we assume it's like a, a circuit circuit box or something, a breaker box or something on his back. Again, very smooth. It's interesting that they did no texture to this at all. But I guess why right. would they? If it's supposed to be metal and it's supposed to be smooth, I guess they wouldn't need to. Well, and the, the character himself, I mean, it's um, they took a lot of the, I guess, like the C-3PO armor, and they took some of the, the gizmos off of it, so it's fairly smooth itself. Like he doesn't have a lot of extra pieces to it. Right. And I wonder if, I, I guess that's just the, um, that's just the way it, it was designed. Uh, for, for the films, not even necessarily for the toys. It's not even that they made a change for the toy. Right. Right. I don't know if we ever see the back of it, but I know the front of it is pretty close to what the, what the actual character looks like. It is, and, and I don't think that we do, and so that may explain why they didn't bother to um, to sculpt anything on here. Right. Very possible. So, okay, so from there, we'll switch back around to the front. Actually, let's, let's stay on the back. From okay. there, the uh, the upper portion stops, and then we see his uh, wiring and everything, kind of like we do on C-3PO. It's kind of like a, got like a, a, a midriff bearing. He's got like a belly shirt. Um, and so we see a little bit on the back, and this is painted silver so that it looks metallic. And we've got some nice detail on that on the back, and we'll talk a little bit, a little bit more about that when we move it down to the front. But then he's got what looks like a belt going around him. It's nice that they, they sculpted this band in, again, to give him that humanoid shape. And then uh, there is some texture here on what would be his butt. <laughs> what is the purpose of this, do you think? Is this to, is this to indicate that his legs would go up that far? And would be articulated you know, I, from there if it were real. You know, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, and why is there a really, wave going right up the middle of his ass? I, I don't know. It might just be like armor plating. It might be where you know they had to put extra plating on there just to to make the legs work well with it. But I mean, that's how it's designed. When you look at the not necessarily the butt area, but when you look at the front with the belting. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk That's, about the front of the belting because it, it dips down. That belting dips mm-hmm. down. And you've got, again, three lines coming down from there. And, again, you've got some really nice uh, texturing on that silver section in the middle with all of his wiring and some, some buttons and all sorts of stuff going on in there. Right. And how it looks like, because I, I went ahead and pulled up a picture of the um, actual costume. And what they did is they kind of accentuated It's not actually a belt what it is is it's one two three four plates of armor that stack on one another almost like a exoskeleton so it kind of goes going back to that that bug look that you were talking about that insect yeah we were talking about before and it gives it more of a a, a, i guess like an articulation um purpose so it helps the the actor i guess move a little bit more at the waist along with the the exposed belly area. Okay. 
So it's it's an interesting design. Like it's, you know, there, there's a lot of differences between the the action figure and what we have in the movie. I mean, it's it's pretty spot on with what we get. The coloring is off, but it's fairly spot on what we get. And looking at that pleating, a lot of it is super smooth. And so Kenner went out of their way to make sure that those little details were put in. Um, that's really nice. And looking at the legs here, there's so much texturing in the legs on the suit that when I think about the butt portion of the action figure, even though we don't see the back, it makes me wonder if they did have a picture of it. And that's actually what is on there because I'm not seeing too many things that seem like a, like an, uh, an artist license for them to do whatever they want. Like I'm seeing a lot that is there in the actual costume. Okay. And so you, you said the coloring was off, which, which coloring specifically is off? Well, the in the costume, the head is actually bright silver. Okay. So it's kind of the pewter color. But then the body is more of a kind of a rusty, um, rusty like oiled metal. So it's like a, a blackish oiled metal. Okay. It's got like rust deposits all about. over it. I see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, they couldn't do that in, in 82. That would have been a little too, uh, cost prohibitive for that so oh but even even doing like the head in the pewter color and then doing the body in like a darker darker color but that might have taken away from the idea of him being more of a droid exactly i think it would have looked more like a dude wearing a helmet and i I get why they did this i have no problem with that so his arms uh, are interesting because they are they look to be symmetrical uh, all the way down to the hands the hands are different but the arms look to be Pretty much the exact same sculpt, just mirrored, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got a really cool, like, shoulder joint on each one that has a, you know, a kind of what looks like a button on the middle of it. Three seams going down, one on the back, one in the middle, and one on the front. And then, uh, you know, a plate going up, uh, going around the base of that. And then from there, going down uh, down his upper arm, he's got um, some nice little, uh, I guess, circuitry or something going down on each side, going down to yet another band that's right above his elbow. Mm-hmm. And then we get, like we do with C-3PO, we didn't get it on the figure, but I, at least I don't think we did. The uh, the connectors from the elbow to the, uh, or from the upper arm to the lower arm, did we get that on C-3PO? Not that I remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I, don't I think, think that, that that's something they skipped. Yeah, I think they did. Uh, so it's nice to have it here. Right. And then, yeah. I, go ahead. I was going to say, even the detail, like where the, the, the wrist got like kind of meets up with the elbow. They've got the dip there and they've got a small sculpt of a, a bolt where the hinge would be on the elbow. And then they've got the, the two bars, like one on the back, one on the front. There's kind of relief sculpted on top. I, I find the detail in that just stunning. Like it, it's, it's kind of like, this is some of the detail that I feel like we should have gotten with C3PO though they didn't have the same technology, but just that that nice reference back to that that servo on the outside of the arm would have been cool. Yeah, I yeah, I agree, but I, I do like what they've done here. Um mm-hmm. and I and I think it works really well. And um 
from there going down again we've got the we've got the band going around uh, right below his elbow and that goes all the way down that plate goes all the way down there's a, there's a band going up uh, uh, right above his wrist mm-hmm. and again you, and you were talking about uh, did you mention did we talk about the the thing on the uh, what is that on the back of his arm it's like another it's like another um servo so that's, it's like okay, another... that's okay that's what you were just talking about right gotcha um, I couldn't get the picture pulled up. Uh, <laughs> it just then, happens to be smaller, right? No, I like that though because we didn't get that on C three PO. That's a really that is a nice touch. And then the hands are just humanoid hands. He's got one that um, is set so he can hold his hold his weapon, and the other one is is open is is a little more uh, flat. Is a little flatter, but the uh, the one on the right is is curved so he can hold his weapon, and the other one is flat. Not not Zig Heil or anything, but it's um, it's just down in a, in a fairly generic position right and from there we can get to his talk about his legs and the legs are really cool on this guy because it, these are the things that i think are probably the most like what we got with c3po wouldn't you agree yeah and just more I detail actually, i think or are they the same i actually think that they're almost the same let's see i they are not the same i don't believe you know what no i think they are they're at least cut from Let's the same. See. They're at least from the same mold. The only thing that looks slightly different are the feet. But I think the legs are the exact. Eh, it's hard to tell. It it honestly it looks like, it see. looks like it might be a retooling of that specific uh, the, the, leg. Like they took the, the leg the thighs, and they retooled it. The thighs look the same, but from the knee down they look different. Well, it the almost look the same until you get to the feet. Now the feet are definitely different. Um, and the, I think they, I think, I think they've added some detail to it. I think they've taken that same basic sculpt. And like you said, I think they've retooled it and added some detail to it, but the feet are definitely different. They're a little bigger. And the, um, the line, there's a stronger line at the top of his, at the top of the thigh that sits into the, the hip is much stronger. On the thigh on the right leg, you have two crossing lines on um, circus. You have one. And it also looks like the servo on the knee is less detailed on Forlom. Like it's smaller. He means Zuckus. Or Zuckus, sorry. Yeah, yeah so I think you're right. I think they took the same basic design and just retooled it. Uh, again, to show that he is, they are of the same type, but not the same, uh, not the same droid. Right. And I was wrong. They did put the um, the server server servo, servo bars on C three PO. That's what I thought. We so I do want to go ahead and change we, it. We should have just looked that up, and uh, we were just too lazy. <laughs> Apparently, the legs were worth it, but not the arms. <laughs> oh. So, but, it's, but 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 yeah. So it, it's if you if you've seen these video, you've kind of seen this one. But again, uh, I it, it is a little more uh, more detailed, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot crisper line work, and it it is all new tooling. So we don't have a reuse of parts, not at all, because those legs, even though they're similar, they're not identical. So they would have had to take it, sculpt a little bit, you know, remold it. So it's not. It's not a reused uh, figure at all. Head down to his feet. Brand new guy. Well, okay then. It just <laughs> it's cleverly disguised as a as a as a reused yes. as reused parts. 
<laughs> yes, but it's not. All right. So, okay. So let's then talk about his, um, let's, let's talk about his weapon. Cause this is what really, I think sets him apart from, uh, the other, any of the other droids. He's got a really, really cool looking weapon. And this is, this is unique to him. As far as I know, I don't think we ever saw <laughs> this, saw this again. No. This, this gun is insane. Uh, is this, ba- is, is this based on a, on a real life gun? As far as you know? No, no. Okay. And the the gun that he uses in the movie is more of a um, it's more I think it's a fifty cal Gatling gun. So the the gun that he uses in the movie is more of a standard like very long, um, mounted type machine gun that he just kind of stands there and holds. This one, it's not really anything like his actual gun that he uses in the movie, but it's a unique one in that. I don't think anyone else uses this one at all. Okay. Like it, it would have made sense for him to have more of the gun that like Dengar has, but you know, he got this one and no one else did. And I guess, well, I guess I figured, you know, since, since he does look so much like C-3PO, we want to hammer home the fact that this guy is evil. He's a, he's a, he's a, not a protocol droid. He's a, he's a bounty hunter. Right. He's going against his programming, and I, and I just I've always liked his gun because uh, you know starting from the back to the front we've got a lot of texture on it. It's a lot of texture mm-hmm. on the 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 butt, a lot of texture on the handle, and then on the uh, I guess what would be the uh, the, the forehandle, the, the forehandle well. to hold because it's more it is like a rifle, and it's, um, it's like a rifle. It's like a um, like a standard rifle, but it's got an underslung rifle to it, so. It's it's got like a secondary rifle or like a maybe plasma charge launcher underneath. And okay. that's why you have that secondary handle with almost like a trigger guard on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes perfect sense. <laughs> so it's kind of like, a, I'm trying to think, do you remember, what was his name? Was it Dutch in Predator? And he's got the... The, the big machine gun that he's got like the the grenade launcher underneath now, Dutch was a uh, Schwarzenegger you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of uh, Randy Savage no 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 I'm talking about Dutch he okay. had a machine gun then he had the underslung grenade launcher underneath you keep using the term underslung as if you as if I know what it means and I've heard it before <laughs> so it's like it's like it's like having a machine gun and then having like uh, like a shotgun attached to the bottom of your barrel. So you shoot from the machine gun barrel, and then your second hand would be on the shotgun portion. So you could, you know, fire with your machine gun and then fire with your other hand the shotgun portion or a grenade launcher or like a pistol attached to the bottom of your your rifle. So to me, what it looks like is it looks like he's got this big plasma rifle that might be like a distance firing plasma rifle for maybe sharpshooting. Because, you know, it's got, like, all this scope work on it and everything. And then underneath it looks like there's another barrel that might be, like, the quick-firing plasma rifle portion. That's a good point. I, I see what you mean now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, a lot of, lot of detail on this thing. Again, it's just a piece of molded plastic, but there's like so much detail. I'm always amazed because these things are so small that they were able to get so much detail on there. Um, mm-hmm. And is this one of those like so? And we talked about this before, and I know we have. And I'm sorry that I keep asking, but 
would this have been sculpted in this scale or would it have been sculpted larger and then produced smaller? Uh, sculpted larger and produced smaller. They uh, how, how does that work? Well, they had to do what's called a, a, a I think four up or whatever. They would do a mold shrink. So they would they would mold it um they would mold the the positive um with a, a silicon that would kind of shrink and then they would mold that and then shrink it again, mold it and shrink it until they got to the scale that they wanted. And then they would use that as their master mold. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so they basically just dupe it a bunch until they get it down to the yeah. right size. Interesting. Yeah, it, um, some of the, the some of the toy makers, there was a recipe that uh, some of the toy makers would use where they would take uh, household-based silicon and cornstarch, and then they would take mineral spirits. And the mineral spirits would actually help burn off some of the... Um, uh, some of the, the silicon and would cause it to shrink. So if you did it enough, even on this way, you could shrink a mold quite a bit, but it, it's, it, it's hard to do if you don't have the right materials. There are, um, there are silicon supplies that you can do to shrink molds, but you have to have the right supplies and doing this at home is not as, as easy of a task if you don't have those right supplies. But of course, Kenner, I mean, they had the right supplies and I'm sure at this point, at this point in the game, they've they've done this so often that they they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, at sense. least I would hope. No, yeah. yeah. Well, clearly they do because look at this gun. Yeah. So exactly. Okay. So, is there anything that we haven't said about Zuckus that we need to say about Zuckus at this point? He's really cool. We, we haven't gotten there. Art? We haven't gotten there yet, Taylor. That's the last thing we talk about. <laughs> How many of these shows have we done? And you're jumping the gun? Uh, two. No, this is clo- <laughs> we're getting close to a hundred. Uh, no, we, we did not. No, the- we did not talk about the card art because you jumped too quickly to the last question of the show. <laughs> so yeah, card art. <laughs> he has some. Now, this is the reason why I picked this character up as a kid. The, the the picture on here it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a picture from Empire where he's standing there holding his gun and it comes almost up to his shoulder and it's just a very very stationary uh, very um, not very dynamic photo but it is from the movie and I never you know yes you can see that there is some difference in the way he, the figure is colored versus the armor on the on the character in the movie but just at a glance it looks exactly like what you're looking at in the picture yeah. And I mean, it's a menacing character. So I saw this guy and I'm like, oh, it's an insect robot. I have to have him. I don't even, I didn't even remember him from the movie when I, I picked him up. Like I, I wasn't sure who he was, but I just loved the look of this character that I had to pick it up. And I remember begging for it. Mom's like, oh, okay, finally. And I got it. And I just, I had so much fun with this guy. He flew around everywhere because in my mind, he, the, his backpack was actually a jetpack. Oh, and he had rockets that came out of his feet. Even though none of that was indicated by anything. I know. It's you and your imagination. <laughs> That's all I need. Yep. <laughs> well, the the peg holes for me was the exhaust on on his feet. That's where the the fire shot out. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, I dig that. I like that a lot. 
way to go on that one. So, <laughs> and, and you know, he's got the uh, the a, a dark green uh, backing behind the bubble and dark green uh, nameplate, mm-hmm. which matches well with with uh, the rest of the uh, the card art. I dig that. I think it's a good. I think it's a good combination for him. Which you know they always did a good job with these. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is so that then I have to ask. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask all these questions anyway, even though you just apparently want to answer them in any order. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite feature about this toy? Uh, my favorite feature is actually the um, the head sculpt. I love the, that look, like the the head sculpt. And this is kind of what drew me to this figure uh, when I saw it on card was the the brow work and all the sculpting and the brow over the eyes. Like I was just drawn to him. I said, I have to have him. He's a scary bug. And I said, this would scare Jeff, even though I didn't know you at the time. Right. You just knew I was thinking that ahead. Some, 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 sometime down the road, I can annoy somebody with this. <laughs> and that's all it took. Uh, you know, I love that head sculpt as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the gun. But like you said, I think the head sculpt is probably where this thing really shines. And it's what really sets it apart. The only thing that kind of bugs me is it almost looks like his head is too big for his body. I don't mind because he's a droid, but did you ever feel like that? Mm-mm. No. Okay, fine. No, because looking at him... Like... This looks like it's a little bit out of proportion. I don't know. I think I think it's because the eyes are so big. Uh, but again, I like that because it makes the whole it makes him look even more you know alien. Even though he's not an alien, he's a droid. It makes him look alien. Right. Yeah. Looking at his card, I mean they they got the proportion I think set. So. Okay. Well. So, me. so what is your least favorite feature about this toy? Um. Some of the the torso sculpt, I think it's a little little bland. bland but. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen some uh, some more detail, especially on the back. I would like yeah. a little bit because Kenner's always so good about about giving us, especially when there's not a whole lot of paint going on. They're giving us some bang for our buck with the sculpt. I don't mind the minimalism, but I would have liked a little bit more on the back, especially. And I think that's kind of where I'm sitting on this is that I'm wondering if there was more to the back and we're just not getting to see it. So, I, like, because even like the other platings, you know, the the shoulder platings and the pieces that move in. I just felt like that should have wrapped around and probably gone into the back. Otherwise, it kind of goes and it stops suddenly. And it just, that part kind of weirds me out, thinking that there should be more than what we have. Yeah, I agree. It's it's it is, it's is weird that we've got so much everywhere else and then, you know, nothing on this one. Right. It is a little, little, um, little weird. So what what is it that... Um, that you feel like best exemplifies the Kenner line with this toy? Uh, attention to detail. With this one, it, I really do feel like it's attention to detail because if you look between the two, um, they're they're pretty much spot on. There's, I don't see any, like looking at the costume and then looking at the figure, I don't see, they didn't add anything that was unnecessary. They really didn't. Like I think they added exactly what it needed to look like the character, but it's it's pretty accurate, and they're they're so sharp with their their details and they're so crisp with their details that it it's beautiful sculpting. I agree. I think it is that that attention to detail and the fact that they 
where they couldn't make it screen accurate, they gave you enough to where you know what you're supposed to be looking at. Mm-hmm. If that makes yep. sense. And that's that's kind yeah. of where I'm at. And we we said that a lot before with uh, the Kenner line, but I think that's that's it. It is that where they couldn't where they couldn't be screen accurate, they substituted they substituted well. Right. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer this. That this toy is very cool. I'm not even going to ask you because you've already already answered, and you don't get to answer again. You lost your I, you lost your school that... privileges. Oh, oh, Jeff. Hey, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. I think this toy is really cool. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Just out of spite. No. <laughs> no, but he really is. Um, like, I, I remember getting him, and I remember being excited about him. And I think actually how I ended up in the dog bowl was he was flying around. And and he went through the, the gate on the, the fence and fell in the dog bowl and got chewed up on. I need to send you the picture of him so you can see it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Or better yet, you know, post it on the Facebook page so we can all see. That would be a novel thing to do. It would. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. Please do. So, okay, so we haven't talked about this before, but what of, of the droid figures that we got, which one is your favorite? Uh, Zuckus. Well, no, like out of all the line out of every single droid out of the, the whole series. Yeah, the entire Kenner line, yeah. Probably 8D8. Really? Yeah, I like the look of that character. Okay, we'll have, to talk, we'll cool. have to talk about that uh, when we get to it. That's well, an sure. interesting... interesting um, Is it it's FX7? No. Um, if I had to pick... Um, see, I've asked the question, and now I can't, I can't answer it myself. Um... I like this guy, uh, I, and I know it's simple, but I think Power Droid may be my favorite, just because I love the the design of that one. Uh, B1B is a good figure, too. You mean 2-1-B? Or 2-1-B, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, B1B is an airplane. 2-1-B or, or, or Power Droid would be my favorite. So, yeah. folks, like I was even looking at EV-99, and she's pretty cool, but We get not... the, the mouth that opens up. I, I would say EV-99 before AD-8, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe that'll be a show that we do... Maybe that's a mini suit. Our top five droids. We'll yeah. uh, we'll think about doing that. So, folks, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Zucka. So, head on over to the Facebook page and let us know what you think. Uh, Taylor, thank you for joining me this evening for talking toys have with fun. Taylor and Jeff. Action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures with really big rifles. Zuckas, stop staring at me. You got the bug eyes thing going on. Zuckas, <laughs> sorry about the bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office. That's a, a Ghostbusters reference for those of you playing at home. <laughs> Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 